Live from not Las Vegas, it's Super Gamecast 2 with your host, me. Hello and welcome. My name is Aaron Reynolds. You are listening to Super Gamecast 2. Uh, hey, we talk about video games and the video game industry here. Uh, I am joined by the HR ninja, Jesse Pewitt. And joining us, the mod mommy herself, Emily Puslander. How you do? What? Right. Oh, hang on a second. Hang on. We have we have a problem. Uh, I am not getting your Discord audio. Fuck. Hello. Hi. Uh oh. Hello. There we go. All right. Yeah, there it is. I hear everybody. Minor now. technical glitch. We're hey. okay. We're okay, kids. We're okay. Live from not Las Vegas, it's Super Gamecast 2. All right, let's talk about the news. Oh, my oh God. Game developers oh voice support for Bush and Wright's fall in U.S. Supreme Court ruling. Uh, it's bad. And there are a number of uh, states with trigger laws so that the moment this was in effect, uh, those laws would go into effect. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't remember what the state count was uh, for it, but it was... Nearly half are either have the trigger law yeah. or they're going to have it go into effect in like the next 30 days, maybe. Yep. Way, way higher than it should be, which is zero. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it, it's really, really bad uh. and uh, has shown some. It, it, it goes back to a, to a darker issue going on right now, which is uh, sort of a, a evangelical <laughs> white supremacist mm-hmm. flavor towards. Uh, how we run ourselves uh, that is coming through and it's not it's not good uh anyway uh bungie i think i don't know who came out with it first but bungie is one of two uh developers who have been really been leading the fight in terms of um you know taking the first step forward for the games industry in terms of social issues and things like this and uh yeah, Bungie is committed to ensuring that every one of our employees and their families have safe and affordable access to essential healthcare needs. Uh, as we continue to expand our digital first workplace to more states, we will now be implementing a travel reimbursement program for any employee to use when they or a dependent cannot get access to the healthcare they need where they live. Um, so this seems to be kind of the standard. This is the bar being set, uh, not just in video games, but like companies that are it's not just like uh words it's not just like wow we think this is kind of bad um it's like businesses are putting forward the money to get you to physically the location that you need to be to do this legally um which is good (laughs) yep um Bungie, I want to say was was starting that was the first i saw of it uh but various playstation studios including the other uh, a studio that's really putting the putting their foot forward, uh, which is Insomniac, um, who said reproductive freedom and bodily autonomy. Reproductive freedom and bodily autonomy are human rights. Uh, we'll continue to uphold these values and support our team members in receiving access to the care they need. Uh, Naughty Dog. Uh, was had a similar statement. Statement. Gorilla said reproductive freedom and bodily autonomy are human rights. Do do, do their policies match that? They didn't say. Um, Last uh, this story was written. Um, 
Microsoft itself, the Microsoft, the big Microsoft, not just Xbox, con- will continue to do everything we can under the law to support our employees and their enrolled dependents in accessing critical health care, uh, which already includes services like abortion and gender affirming care, regardless of where they live across the U.S. Um, oh. Yeah, this support. Even EA, yeah. EA has, has come out and said it. I didn't realize EA was was doing it, too. That's good. It was EA doing it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I just found an article saying that EA is working with their health insurance provider to offer travel benefits if you need uh, that type of healthcare. Oh, fantastic. Wow. All right. Um, Activism Blizzard, Activision Blizzard representative said the company had already expanded its employee coverage. We already did it. We are. This is already in effect. We were we were out ahead of this shit. Uh, maintaining a safe and inclusive environment for all is a top priority. Yeah. Activision Blizzard, huh? Uh, and it includes <laughs> it includes supporting the physical and mental well-being of everyone who works here, including their dependents. Earlier in June, we announced our expanded medical travel benefits to include coverage for U.S. employees and their dependents who participate in our medical plans and live in areas where access to medical care, including reproductive health, gender-affirming treatment, transplant care, and any other medical care covered by our plans that is not available in a covered person's state or within 100 miles of where they live. Um, oh, yeah, here it is. EA is right at the bottom. Fantastic. Um, the, the cynical take on this is, uh, in, a, in a half-hearted, tongue-in-cheek way, is this is about avoiding having to pay for maternity leave, um, yep. which yep. is a very business way to look at it. And, like, yes, but I'm also I'm going to take the wins where I can get them. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, so this is this is still a, very much an ongoing story. Um, we're going to see how uh, companies um, react to this as time goes on, but it seems like it, at first thrust, uh, everyone's kind of like, yeah, this is bad. Uh, we need people to uh, <laughs> do well and not be subject to a baby they don't want while trying to work on our video games and live you know, decent lives. Um, that seems like a yep. good idea. Uh, so yeah, we'll keep an eye on this. Um, do, do, I don't know if you guys have, uh, anything you would like to plug in this moment, but I do have one, uh, which is this little, Oh, I do not want to set this document to be my homepage. What are you talking about? Um, it's too late, already done. <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> um, this place called a uh, national network of abortion funds. Uh, obviously this is mostly for, you know, people in the U S but I, I suppose if, if you're able to, uh, donate from outside and you want to, I suppose you can, uh, this is about, um, well, the national network of abortion funds is just a place to, to donate money, to help people get funds, to pay for abortions. They actually have other resources for people who are looking to get an abortion. Uh, they, are also uh, talking about how to find a clinic um, using abortion uh, abortion using pills. This is actually, as far as I understand, uh, much more common now. It's safe. Uh, you can mail that that stuff, and um, you know, pe- people have been, you know, trying to say, "Wow, what you're doing is barbaric," and then like showing like the wire hanger, you know, which was a thing, you know, decades and decades ago. But hey pills like go to these not just national network of abortion funds but there are many many resources like go look them up they are being shared all over the place um just just go look there are resources there are people there's money to help uh if you or a loved one uh is in need of an abortion um so 
that's that's my link uh for this uh so if anything else uh rebutka hello hey how you doing how you doing today oh, hello hello <laughs> hello um yeah if you want to yeah, yeah what was that hr ninja Oh, I, I was just going to plug the Center for Reproductive Rights. They, oh, they fight the legal battles. Yes, um, and they're they're worth donating to. I think um, they uh, do the, the litigation. They go through uh, legal policy. They they advocate or they advocate, I guess, not advocate uh, all over the world, not just in the U.S. Um, fantastic. They're, they're also a, a good org. Okay, can you link that to me in the in our Discord? I sure can. Fantastic. Um, Rebecca says, uh, National Network of Abortion Funds uh, is highly vetted and the money goes to the people in need. Yes. Yes. Um, I, fa- I found this link uh, in... There's a, an activist that I follow that uh, shared uh, not only this website, but uh, resources for people who are looking to uh, get involved in uh, fundraising for... Oop. Here, hang on. Let me pull up the Twitch here. I'm going to post this in the chat. Uh, this is the URL to uh, the abortion funds, National Network of Abortion Funds. And then uh, Ninja has provided me a link for the Center for Reproductive Rights. I'm going to copy this and throw this in the chat as well. Uh, so feel free to take a look. Oh, shoot. That gave me the Discord thing. Let's not do that. I got it. I okay. got it. Thank you. <laughs> I, 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 Twitch, I Twitch chat good. <laughs> I, I've been streaming on Twitch for many a many a moon. A very long time. Uh, good oh lord. Boy. I'm good at my job. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, so keep an ear to the ground on that. Um, if you are in a state that uh, has access to abortion, that's fantastic. Uh, but see if you are in a position, um, whether it be financially or what, you know, what your skills are or whatever, to... Uh, help those uh, who do not have that access um and even the in the states where they do have access you know there are uh, uh anti-choice people who go and protest and harass people at abortion clinics there as well like there's there are fights to be had everywhere on this uh the yep. state of things right now so there's a, a, a growing movement online to help people go camping so if you need help camping uh, you can find somebody who will assist you and guide you through the camping process and get you to camping uh, locations, uh, wherever that may be. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Super Gamecraft in, in, the, in the comments. Is, that's not any of you, is it? No. I can I'm only no. assume it's one person. <laughs> <laughs> um Rebutka uh in the chat says I've been known to yell at a few pro life people. Yeah. That's that's a rational response. <laughs> not surprised. Yeah. Uh, oh god. Oh god. So things things are not great here, but at least it seems the video game industry for the most part we still you know time is yet to we got see who who does what. Um but this is pretty so far it's been a slam dunk of of support from the games industry um so yep. good yep <laughs> jesse I knows. Do know. i am well aware <laughs> <laughs> well uh without further ado let's talk about so, so hey, hey this is super game craft this is very much a bronson channel and that means a number of things um and bronson himself is watching this stream in 480p one hour outside of vegas <laughs> Live from one hour outside of Vegas. There you go. Um, 
It means a number of things when it comes to Super Game Cast 2. And that means we're talking Blizzard. We're talking MMOs. We're talking Halo. And we're talking fighting games that they come up. They didn't come up this week. I'm going to let you know right now. And we talk about the games industry. And I'm telling you right now, we're covering just about all of those points uh, in today's episode. So here you go. Let's let's get into some video game news, uh, including some... uh, other depressing news less depressing so so honestly it's an improvement from right now but that's not a high bar um diablo immortal has reportedly earned blizzard more than 24 million dollars um mobile games been downloaded over 8 million times because uh you know is it because of those goddamn microtransactions that they got it's got mobile games been downloaded 8 million times despite criticism of his microtransactions um that is that is how that is how when when did this go up this was uh june 18th what's the date today today's the 26th yeah yeah um yeah in hindsight i could have gone back another week because we've been covering summer games fest but we have enough news to go through today um but yes they've been lots of downloads uh Game is reportedly most popular in the U.S., where users accounted for 43% of all revenue, while South Korea provided 23%. Jeez. They're talking about South Korea Damn. people playing games in South Korea? Oh, weird. Weird. Uh, and then, uh, there's okay, there's also, Bronson brings up a good point, because streamers are memeing the shit out of it. Um, yeah. That is true. Yeah, that sounds they good, are. right? Which is yeah. true, uh, including... Uh, a Diablo Immortal player spent 15000 in getting a rare gem, then destroyed it in protest despite giving the 15000 to them? What kind of protest is that? Here's my money. Yeah. I, I, you know, okay. Then deleted the character and uninstalled the game. I assume that was live on stream. Um... Oh, it's Quinn. Okay. Well, he he makes question, questionable choices pretty frequently. <laughs> he looks like a guy who's like makes questionable choices. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's the thing. How long did he play? He started on June second, uh, and just kept going. And then, like, I don't know. At that point, I feel like you've sold the game to people if people are watching you. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so like this, th- this seems great. This seems this whole portion right here where he says fuck you fucking blizzard that's yep yep it was an honor to wail yep. with you yep. and then but it's already been done like i don't know this just seems ridiculous uh got got his name out there um super gamecraft says oh like r quinn kind of <laughs> quinn's a different kind of r quinn's different Poor uh quinn yeah <laughs> um Diablo World, yep, 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 yep. could a report published during the game's opening weekend that calculated it could cost players up to one hundred and ten thousand dollars to fully upgrade a character in the game yep. um no absolutely y- no <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, yeah no they were this game was very much upfront about how disgusting it was um, more upfront than than anything else. Uh, Diablo Immortal is now as the lowest user score in Metacritic history, which yeah. Um, oh, Rebutka's back. Whew, I was worried Welcome for back, a second. Um, so so yeah, this this sucks. This is bad. Uh, but you know you know what though? What mm-hmm. uh, the you you ran off two countries mm-hmm. in that list, right? You read off the U.S. and South Korea, but not not China. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't happen. Wonder why that yeah. was. 
it's uh, been banned in China. <laughs> uh, gee, what, what, gee, why was that? Uh, from what I read is that because the official Diablo Immortal Weibo account, which I guess is like Line or Facebook or, or something yeah. to that effect in China, uh, said something, made some derogatory remark about uh, the president of, of China. Oh, and oh. so immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So immediately uh, China banned Man. Diablo Immortal. So they won't be getting oh any, any of that Chinese money. Uh, which, you know what, it, it, it doesn't take away from the fact that what they probably said was true. Um, but, man, I, I just think you're going to be disgusting with your with your business stuff. M- might as well go all the way. Zero or a hundred. Right, yeah, a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Zero or a hundred thousand. Be, be this disgusting financially and then suck up to Xi, Xi Jinping or d- don't do those things. Like... Th- uh, whatever oh, for god's sake <laughs> yeah see right. d- yeah see bronson that that's the issue bronson says uh, diablo immortal might be okay now but that's the thing it's that's more blizzard than than diablo immortal um mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. which you know we've talked about blizzard extensively this year uh oh, and it well, is yes, a mixed have. it is a mixed bag they got some good stuff um you know what let's go ahead and transition to to our next uh to our next blizzard story which is uh, Blizzard explains what will happen to Overwatch loot boxes and currencies when the sequel launches, because Overwatch 2 will not be doing loot boxes. Um, Overwatch 2 will be launching in early access October 4th. That's going to be replacing uh, the Overwatch that you're playing right now. Um, it'll re- include a new seasonal structure in- featuring battle passes, and unlike the original game, will not include loot boxes. Uh, let's see, where was the thing I was going to look at? So it, uh, what they're saying is... Uh, the currencies that you have, uh, they aren't necessarily going to apply to every item uh, in Overwatch 2, if any. Uh, we, we'll have to wait and see. You'll get to hang on to that currency. Um, but And then any loot boxes you have uh, will just be opened, is, is what I remember reading here. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. And then it, it kind of just like gives you, gives you whatever was in there just automatically, I guess? Yep. yep. Okay. Exactly. So... Uh, See, so trying to see, yeah. Any un- any unopened loot boxes will automatically be open with your account, receiving all the contents directly. Um, our new virtual currency will be the main currency, um, and there will be things in Overwatch Two that will not be purchasable with those Overwatch One credits. Uh, so, yep. Uh, we'll see what's going on with Overwatch Two. Uh, it sounds like they're making it better. Um, no loot boxes is fantastic. Yep. Uh, they have they have something um, something other than like battle pass or, or seasons. They they're switching to series, whatever that means. Um, and it might may, may just be seasons, but under a different name. It, you know what? You're right. You're right. It could be kind of like uh, Final Fantasy's PvP series. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Blizzard plans to launch to offer Overwatch 2 seasonal updates every nine weeks and battle passes featuring new heroes, game modes, maps, and cosmetics. So. It seems fun. Players will also be able to acquire items Whoa, hello! through a new and consistently updated in-game shop, which, as far as I know, is not all that different from uh, Overwatch and a number of games that do those kind of things, but okay. Yep, Yep. pretty much any FPS these days. Yeah, right. So, 
uh yeah that that's uh overwatch for you it sounds sounds like it's getting better uh we, we will see though um speaking of uh blizzard hey world of warcraft's dragonflight expansion will be released in 2022 just God, to... this makes no sense to me. It makes no <laughs> sense to me. We're at the end of June and there's no beta. Yep. The end of the year is only five months away. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, Bronson in the chat says it's seasons. The fall of Blizzard is easily the most depressing video game thing I've watched ever. I mean, you know, there's a number, a number of games going down that path. Um, it ain't great, but it's been what, it, what it's been. And at least they're not doing loot boxes um true let's see it's also revealed several editions of dragonflight which are listed below and are now available to pre-order um announced in april blah 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 yep 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 uh-huh uh-huh and then just okay so here's the thing so base edition is 50 bucks uh includes drax a pre-purchased bonus pet to accompany you on your quest got a heroic edition 70 bucks uh which includes all that stuff um new Strassa pet a dragonflight level character boost to level 60 and a new tangled dreamweaver flying mount to soar on the epic edition includes all that stuff the time walkers heartstone heartstone effect a diadem of the spellkeeper head slot transmog the wings of awakening back slot transmog in five color variants and 30 days of game time um which doesn't sound too bad uh no, that sounds that sounds all right the 30 days of I'd game like time on top sounds good <laughs> I'll, I'll get it. Uh, I'm a whore for a uh, sucker for uh, WoW lore, so like I'm I'm gonna get it. Like no matter what. Okay. Um, but uh, are you gonna get the epic edition, which is one hundred and thirty dollars? No, this will be the first time I get the base edition of the game since since vanilla. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. Man. Fuck it. Uh, yeah. Bronson chat says this went from like high faith in Dragonflight to to low, very low, due to the the quick release of this. Um, why do you think this is? Uh, they're hurting, and I think I think they're just like get <laughs> they're it, hurting get it out, bad right now. Get it out. Oh man, that. Uh, but like, but if they mess this up, like it's gonna hurt more. Yeah, like, are they going to... This goes back to another trend of uh, video games, which is, I don't care if it's broken, like, make sure that people can still play it, send it out there, and we will just fix it over the coming months, which, you know, is really popular uh, among mm -hmm. people who play games. Mm -hmm. People just love that shit. Uh, I, do, I do agree with Rebecca, though. I do, I do also like Blizzards from DQ. <laughs> yes i love blizzards from dq they, so they like turn them upside down and like oh. nothing falls out right so great yep oh bronson also brings up they, they're bringing wrath out this year that's right that's true. uh wrath classic comes out so like get let wrath have its time you're gonna split yep, people they're about to split that player base they're splitting the people they who really want to spend are. the money on this stuff yep oh man um rebecca has a video game update uh beat link's awakening heart monitor placed on me at the doctor's coincidence i think not <laughs> <laughs> link's awakening is a great game it is yeah, a good is. game uh but yeah oh my god i don't bronze is gonna get the heroic edition um and that's you would you would <laughs> man as long as i've known him yeah he would get something like that yeah 
but and that's the thing right yeah if if this comes out and it yeah. does not have the beta like people are gonna the people who you want to be in that in your newest expansion most are going to be in wrath because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah they're the ones that have stuck around they're the ones who they're the true believers um i don't know man this seems this seems rough i don't know I, I, they said they commit to 2022. Honestly, nothing is stopping them from delaying it. Yeah. Like, if I were Blizzard right now, I would keep the Wrath Classic release where it is. Possibly have Dragonflight in beta and then save full release for sometime in 2023. That's what I would do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes that the, most seems the most sense. Logical. Yep. Right. Right. Let let 2023 be the year of the new World of Warcraft. Let 2022 be like. Remember why you like us? Uh huh. There yeah. you go. Uh huh. Yep. God. Exactly. All right. So there's that. Um, other MMO news. Uh, it's 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 not like news for for MMO recently, but for the developer. Uh, Destiny 2 cheat creator agrees to pay Bungie $13.5 million in damages. Holy shitballs. Uh, um, yeah. So here's the deal. Uh, selling cheats to multiplayer games. I, I don't know about that one. I, I'm a big fan of like doing cheats and mods and things like that. But this is a it, it, it is a multiplayer game. Yep. And it's it's so it's so so bad. Uh, one of the things it does. Okay, according to an old review on Elite Boss Tech's website, the Destiny Two cheats gave players access to an aimbot, a radar, and a warning message that shows players where the enemy that shot them is located, and was charging money for the ability to cheat against other people. I didn't realize like how lucrative this business is. Like almost fourteen million dollars. Like. How much money is this guy making? And that's just for Destiny 2. So it says right here, the company's still selling cheats for other games, including Halo Infinite, Counter-Strike Go, uh, Dead by Daylight, Apex Legends, and Warframe. These are all multiplayer games. These are people who are, who are they are selling cheats to people to <laughs> ruin the game for other people. Um, that sucks so hard. Uh, so... Yeah, th- there are there are some people who who mess with uh, like Nintendo stuff, for instance, that I just I just don't care about. But like when you when you start right. fucking up other people's, you know, enjoyment of a game because, yeah, like, nope, nope. Um, yeah, I think that's where the line is for me is like, is solo like, who cares? Like in Elden Ring, right after my save file got corrupted, immediately I went in and gave myself like a billion souls and like all the items in the game yep and then immediately lost interest in the game but that that's <laughs> how be how it works yeah that is on me like is. yes and i wasn't i didn't go into pvp to just like mess with people on right. that right like it's 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 different once you get into a multiplayer arena yeah yeah right. exactly no and that's the thing i'm i'm looking into uh uh, an Elden Ring mod myself because I've, I've just gotten stuck and I have no interest in doing the grind necessary to to see the stuff but everything yep. else about the game I find so fascinating and beautiful I want to explore the world and see it all so I'm gonna probably do that I am never once for a number of reasons but for 
ethical game ethical gamer reasons um i will not be turning on online while i do that because that's just that's shitty i i would still get my ass kicked by someone who hadn't done it anyway um as an avid cheater at board games i have not tried cheating in virtual life i mean cheating at board games <laughs> like look i think that's part of the board game right like if they don't like see you taking the monopoly rule. money like Absolutely. that's on them yeah <laughs> yeah if you're the, if you're the banker and you're like oh i'm just you know a hundred dollars for you a hundred dollars for me two hundred dollars for you here's your one hundred dollar bill two hundred dollars for me here's my two one hundred dollar bills <laughs> yeah. like, and nobody calls you out that's just part of the game yeah yeah <laughs> uh, the, the real trick there is to play super complex nerdy board games because you're spending all of your time and brain effort trying to comprehend the rules that you can't even figure out how to cheat other than yeah, just like throwing the rules aside. The wrong rules. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When they, when they do the wrong thing, you're like, that's not what the rules say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh, Rebecca says, I'm a psychic, so I'm like really good at liar's dice. See, I can't lie. Yes. I suck at it. I'm bad. Uh, I make up for it. Something I learned from playing uh, Modern Warfare all the way back in 2000, whatever, um, <laughs> is when you're bad, just create your own fun, and it doesn't matter if you're if you're dying a lot. You just you just, just go gotta you just gotta figure out how to lose in a fun way. <laughs> <laughs> Which for me is running really really fast. Oh my god, right. it's so much fun. Uh, and then you die. Um, <laughs> so yeah that that's that's going on over there um it sells individual hacks on a subscription basis for 20 bucks per month or a vip subscription offering access to cheats for more than 20 games for 30 a month so they've got a subscription model going even um oh, yeah. yeah and uh let's see the cheats that were the cheats for i believe just for destiny 2 were downloaded 6765 times so that's a rough idea of the amount of people in your multiplayer experience in destiny 2 uh potentially uh messing with that so good lord i knew i wasn't that bad at that game i knew it <laughs> right yeah <laughs> god damn it um uh, rebecca says i used to be a cop so i'm great at lying ah ah <laughs> Uh, earlier this year, Gary Bowser was sentenced to 40 months in prison for his part as a member of a hacking group called Team Executor, which in 2013 began creating and selling circumvention devices, enabling users to play illegal ROMs on consoles, including Switch and 3DS. I have no problem with that. Yep. No problem. Yep. 40 months is ridiculous. Re release. You create. You sold this. You had this virtual console on Wii U that was like releasing all these games that people wanted to play and were happy to pay for again. And then you come out on the Switch and, like, not only, like, you could have just done it all like, over again and then, like, put another price point on it and people would have still called you shitty, but at least there's technically access to the game. You won't even put out those games again. <laughs> like, people still have to hang on to their Wii U if they got one to play those. Or they're still hanging on to their Wii. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Nintendo sucks. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think in his case, like... I, I agree with you. Like, I don't, I don't really care about it. Like, I am all for access to these games. Yeah. Uh, but this guy was sued. He lost the lawsuit. He agreed to pay um, whatever, whatever the amount was and then didn't make a payment. And <laughs> then got sentenced to prison for failing to pay. I think 40 months is still, still too much for a, for a I business agree. like Nintendo uh, against an individual. An individual named Bowser, mind you. It's, yeah, it's pretty funny. I, I say you, you take Bowser on and put him on a team 
that create that continues working on your virtual console you know the yep. thing that people want that would yep. be good god does. Hiram. Hiram, come on like there are so many there's so many better ways to go about this anyway uh here's another good destiny bit of news uh destiny youtuber who allegedly impersonated bungie is being sued by the studio for 7.7 million um <laughs> emily <laughs> i think there needs to be more context for this one uh so so bungie is seeking over seven and a half million dollars in damages from a destiny youtuber who allegedly impersonated the company in order to issue a series of bogus dmca strikes against fellow content creators so they were using bungie to take out the competition man what a piece of shit yeah so and bungie's like fucking fuck you (laughs) um oh my god how they managed to do that for so long yeah right i don't understand i've never been on youtube we're trying to work on creating a youtube presence right now and editing is going slowly uh but i have not um i don't know what the process is like for like shouldn't there not be a way of being like wait that's not actually bungie trying to take this wait a minute something's not right how how accurate was this portrayal of bungie and destiny that it fooled people well i think like as a as a content creator you just get a notification that bungie has has issued you a dmca strike so like the if the guy is saying that he's bungie then then the email you get just says that bungie issued the dmca takedown of your video so is there is there not a process of like well there's like an appeal process well there's no no there's an appeal process but isn't there like is is there some any form of verification because did this guy just say i am bungie i don't think yeah pretty much but i i'm thinking like on youtube's end i feel like youtube should be prevent preemptively being like all right maybe we should make sure that this isn't some random asshole because youtube is far too big for us to properly moderate but we can't be broken up so let's uh let's guess this is something that that youtube definitely needs to handle better Mm. there's there's been issues with these false dmca claims for for years now right yeah um jeff drawing 84 first time chat hey what's up man uh they should verify legit companies for those absolutely i'm amazed that they don't do that um all those big companies use claim farms anyway oh god yeah so so they should have they should have uh they should have something set up already um thank you for for being our our usher Please, please uh, lead them to their seat for their show, um, for the show already in progress. Uh, yeah, uh, it used a hole in YouTube's DMCA process security, so there was a hole there. Um, Studio, Mar- oh, so so Bungie provided a lawsuit claiming that they used a hole in the process. Well, how did they get find out? Um, do 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 do. Look, there were a lot of news stories I had to pull up for this week alone, uh, so I didn't get a chance to read all of these. <laughs> I just saw this headline. I'm like, wow, we should probably talk about this. We should talk about this one. Yeah. I would I would bet it was something internal, like, hey, who's issuing all these DMCA strikes? And nobody, like, everybody was like, I don't know, not me. Do, do you think, like, the people who were getting taken down were, like, sending mus- messages back to Bungie being like, what the fuck? And then Bungie was somebody, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I bet somebody who, who was, like, big, right? Uh reached out to Bungie on Twitter or something and was like, hey, what the fuck is this? And they're like, we don't know. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Uh, defendant has been named as Nick Miner, uh, the YouTuber Lord Nazo. Which, okay. What a name. What a name. You know, <laughs> look, we, we've been on the internet for so long now, every name is taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pretty much. You just, you just got to go with what you go with. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Bungie? Bungie. How do you, yeah, is that how you pronounce Bungie? Bungie. I need TP for my bungee. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's funny to I say. Mean, you just need to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm bowing my head in shame. Just oh my god. Uh, look, Beavis and Butthead is funny. You know we don't need to go. Yes, it's it's toilet humor. I'm aware. Uh, Bungie claims that seemingly in retaliation. Uh, Oh, wait, okay. Last December, the YouTube channel Lord Nazo uh, was issued a takedown notice after publishing music from the original soundtrack for Destiny expansion, The Taken King, which Bungie said infringed copyrights and violated its policy of fan use intellectual property. Rather than remove the video, Miner is alleged to have left it online until YouTube deleted it in January. Okay. And Bungie claims that seemingly in retaliation, Miner created fake Gmail accounts in order to pose as the studio's brand protection be- vendor CSC and send out a wave of fraudulent takedown notices targeting videos posted by members of the Destiny community, including My Name is Biff, Aztec Cross, The Phoenix, and Promethean. Wow. So you got buttered is what happens. <laughs> oh, Jeez. Jesus Christ. Um,. Cases rise out of Nick, Nick Miner's malicious campaign to serve fraudulent takedown notices to some of the most prominent and passionate members of that fan base purportedly on Bungie's behalf in an apparent retaliation for Bungie enforcing its copyrights against material Miner uploaded on. See, that's the thing. You can't... I think you should be able to, but I understand why you can't just upload a Destiny song and like Bungie's like, hey, can you not... like? I, I I'm all about having that stuff out there no matter what, but like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm okay with this given the current landscape of copyright and things like that compared to what I imagine these other content creators are making, um, and getting their right. shit taken down for, uh, so Jeff's got a good point though. I don't understand what, what losses Bungie received, but like, so it should be, it should be the, well, so they're protecting their IP, I guess for one, for um, one, which, you know, they kind of the have other, to, the, and the other YouTubers should be able to to sue this guy, right? This is less a bungee thing, right? Uh, and the the way you could wrap this around to a bungee issue is like these content creators being the content creators are providing word of mouth and excitement for their game, and like attacking that could That's potentially hurt their business. Um, it's a little little workaround that like ignores that these people are content creators that are not getting paid by Bungie to talk. Yeah, I don't know. There's some stuff going on there that is not what this story is about. Um, but yeah, so so I, I like your idea of like these content creators should be going after him, not necessarily Bungie. Um, but you know, sure. Yep. Especially if Bungie's going to take the money, uh, take it from this, and then be like, mm-hmm. "Yep, we'll put that yeah, back in our that. pockets." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> class action, yeah. <laughs> Oh man! So, all right, is entitled entitled to damages and injunctive relief, including enhanced statutory damages of one hundred fifty thousand for each of the works implicated in the fraudulent takedown notice that willfully infringed Bungie's registered copyrights, totaling over seven and a half million. So that's what's happened there. That dude definitely does not have a million dollars. That's a thing. That man. 
It's, it's you're a YouTube content creator. Unless you're like best of the best, you're not. You're not. Yep. Doing yep. that. Um, Bungie recently, yeah, that was the cheat company. Sony announced in January that it intends to purchase Halo and Destiny creator Bungie. Wait, what? Oh yeah, so the, the, that was yeah, yeah, what, yeah. ancient news. That was. Yeah. It's so funny. January of 2022 feels like ancient, ancient. history. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Ooh. Um. Anyway, yes. Um. Yeah, so that's that story. Uh, Destiny trying to protect itself, um, going after cheaters and people trying to mess with Destiny content creators, which, all in all, good. Um, yep. <laughs> Rebutka, gotta live in California, can't be sued for more than you're worth. I, I'm, I'm not on the up and up of law there. I'm going to take your word for it, but also I can't afford to live in California, so, you know. Technically, I can. If you're if you want to pay me as much as I'm paid now for janitor work, then yeah, yeah maybe I could pull it off in like Reading. Um, <laughs> let's go live in Bakersfield. There's nothing in Bakersfield. There's nothing in Bakersfield. I've, I've been <laughs> once. I went I went for a uh, barbershop quartet competition uh, with my grandpa, oh. which was fun. But then, yeah. like when when that is your centerpiece when you're walking around <laughs> Bakersfield, that's kind of yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Say my brother lived in Bakersfield. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca Redding is nasty hot. Well, I mean, you know, kinda kinda a lot of California is right now. Um go to Lake True. Tahoe. Um That's what we oh man, we should be like it's you know, June, but now I wanna go snowboarding. Um all right, let's get to the actual Just, news. Well, well, a little early. <laughs> it's a little early, but that, look, that is no. It is more, more than ever than right now. I want to be somewhere cold. Is that is that a crime? Yeah, not no, at all. not at all. <laughs> I do too. It's not, okay. And I and you know, we're in Seattle. Like I can't even talk about you know what people in Arizona are dealing with. Right. You know, I, I can ask my buddy. He's in town from Arizona. It's just going to be a, a voicemail of just like screaming, just like oh sizzling God. sidewalk. Just, ah! um, so, uh, who wants another fun news story? Define fun. Oh, it's so much sarcasm. fun. Oh, it's so good. I mean, it, it's whatever. Like, honestly, this is not a huge deal. Uh, Rebutka, um, Jeff says, me. Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to Bakersfield to work as a clown in a rodeo and live with my mom and twin brother. Okay, being a clown in a rodeo, if you're, like, trained, that's awesome. Like, <laughs> I would never do that in my life. That sounds like the most terrifying thing in the world. Right. But it right. sounds awesome. Having been to a rodeo, that ain't bad. You know what? <laughs> Rodeos can be fun. Um, let's see. All right, here we go. Halo Master Chief Collections developer is exploring adding microtransactions. Now, no. okay, so so here's no. the deal. Here, here's the deal. All right, Aren't there already right. microtransactions in, in the game? There are totally microtransactions already in here. So I don't. But th this is specifically to skip the grind for things that you would normally earn. Oh. Yeah, so so this is kind of a gray area as we'll we'll get into. And right now they're exploring it internally. This is not um, settled. 
but here's here's the thing yeah yeah it's setting this up 343 has been having issues with uh halo infinite um it has master chief collection that's been going on for a while uh and that's been pretty successful for them especially for people who are not happy with halo infinite they can just go back to master chief collection and play you know halo 3 halo 5 multiplayer all that fun stuff um so but they want to be successful they want to make money so they can continue doing stuff um and infinite being you know it had a good single player campaign uh i think from what i played in multiplayer it's fun enough it wasn't enough to keep me going but hopefully it's done it's probably done some work but they don't have forge you know set up yet uh campaign co-op not out yet uh so i imagine it's experiencing a low point right now um i haven't checked the numbers but uh let's see Oh, this is okay. So we got part of this new update will involve renaming season points, which can be earned through gameplay, to Spartan points. Um, Spartan points. How creative! (laughs) Yeah, real good. Um, I I was just watching an E3 conference with Bronson recently, and one of the updates on Xbox is like, "Hey, we're changing the Microsoft point system to your local currency." Everyone's like, "Yeah." Stop naming it dumb things. <laughs> Just dollars, uh, God damn it. <laughs> we like the dumb things. I, I mean, I do like the dumb things, but when you're like, all right, so um, uh, I think Sony did it better at the time, but I remember like during the 360 area, it's like, all right, so if you put $20, that is 1,600 gamer points or whatever it was called. I forget what it was. It's been so long. Oh, yeah. But like they, they didn't yep. do it like... I think it was Nintendo. Nintendo does it where like they have their points, but it's the same amount as your currency. So it's like, yeah, it's honestly stupid uh, that they even do it. But I guess for like branding, it's fun. Um, Despite the name change, Spartan points will still be earned by completing challenges and leveling up to unlock items in the game. But 343 is now looking into charging real money for them, too. Um, for players who are new to the MCC or who may not have dedicated much time specifically to unlocking items during the seasonal updates or are simply completionists looking to catch the last outstanding items they need. I feel like if you're a completionist, you'd want to actually earn it, but I don't know. Maybe that's just Mm -hmm. my own definition Mm -hmm. of it. Um, we are internally exploring a potential feature for the future in the form of purchasable Spartan points. What a feature, what a fun feature to to directly give them money. (laughs) Um, I, I roll. (laughs) <laughs> yeah like <laughs> uh, uh jeff drawing says paying equals cheating well so so here's the thing here's the thing that makes us something of gray areas i believe all of these are uh cosmetic um i just proved to yeah, usually it's it's skins and stuff for guns or armor or mm-hmm. colors for for whatever usually it's all cosmetic it's a it's a problem in a mmo kind of way of like here's something i here's something that took that takes a lot of work to get and by me wearing it you know that i have been playing this game a long time it's like an oh shit moment you know bronson we've talked about that uh regarding world of warcraft items you know a number of times um and this if that is something that exists in halo mcc it potentially may not anymore um so it's a marker of either time or skill or both and now it's it's dollars if they if they do keep some items uh as like a sign of the work that you put in then i could see this being fine honestly like oh the thing that like i because i would like to i'm someone who does not play halo very often i've got other games i'm playing 
if I wanted to buy... I wasn't crazy about the cat ears myself, but I understand why people really like the cat ears. Um, I understand someone who does not play Halo very much and is just like, I just want to purchase the cat ears or whatever. Uh, yeah, sure. You know what? Yep. Um, it, it, Destiny 2. I bought the emo of the character going Super Saiyan because that's awesome. Uh, and sure. you, can't, you can't earn it anyway. So, um, But so, so there, there's a way to do this. Um, let's see how much skin do I get for uh, four Spartan points, like three pounds. <laughs> I, you know what? I highly doubt it'll there will be anything for sale for four Spartan points. I imagine this will be in the hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. Uh, at least. Yeah, he is Super yeah. Saiyan. <laughs> for uh, for reference, uh, Halo Infinite on Steam right now is forty eight hundred players. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Elden Ring, which is the top 16th game on steam has 56,000 players raft which is at number 10 is 85,000 grand theft auto which is number nine is 101 the number one game is counter-strike as always at 676,000 wow wow damn i don't see a lot of people playing counter-strike when i like browse twitch yeah i don't either but yeah. for whatever reason it's always in the top three played games on steam interesting okay um and uh, yeah so in the interest of transparency let's say here we go let's go up here it's proven to know here we are happy with the current system of how players earn spartan points by completing challenges and leveling up through play this would be an optional additive alternative for players who might find the vast scope of content to be intimidating uh, and want to get ahead or skip the grind or maybe want to grab specific items they want we all have our favorites you know yeah sure in the interest of transparency with our dedicated and passionate community, we wanted to inform you of this exploration in advance and provide assurance that purchasable Spartan points would be an additive feature. We will have more information to share about this in the future. Um, so, yeah, uh, it depends on how they how they go about it, right? Yep. Uh, so hopefully, <laughs> Jeff drawing conspiracy. I, I I'm glad you know. Halo has a passionate community, like like a lot of video game uh, franchises. Uh, Halo has a passionate community, especially you know after the Halo Infinite stuff. Of like, remember in Halo Three, you just earned the stuff, and that was cool, and yep, yep. and you just had access to all the colors. Um, that was so cool. Yeah, um, you didn't have to buy red. Yeah, you didn't have to buy red, <laughs> and, and, and just and then like you know here's here's a. a skin theme not now you're not just like now it's not just like picking and choosing your colors but it's it's you have to pick a theme thanks destiny mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. god damn it <laughs> destiny is such a complicated history now in regards to its influence on the industry i can't ooh. Ugh. anyway so they're exploring it i think there's a way to do it that makes it work um something that we've learned is that microtransactions we learned from a new, few news stories ago microtransactions can really bump a company um up yeah and yep. keeping it cosmetic is a decent way to go about it if you're gonna do it um and and i think keeping some items that have to be earned i think is a good way to go about it uh as well i don't know how they're gonna do that but oh we'll see um also just says here uh halo infinite's campaign co-op mode is getting a public test in july so be on the lookout for that um if we get a chance to do it we we will do it 
Uh, so, oh, we also got to do Halo 5 as well. I don't know how we're going to do that. But uh, anyway, quick, quick news story here. Um, we're going to start going into uh, the bigger, bigger company news outside of our Blizzard and World of Warcraft MMO Halo you know, news that we like to cover here on Super Gamecraft. Uh, PlayStation is the latest company to confirm it will not attend Gamescom. So, uh, yeah, Uh, Gamescom, look, (laughs) Gamescom is, is not a huge, uh, expo in terms of announcements or whatever, but it's up there. Um, and, but they're also dealing with, uh, coronavirus stuff, but also I think, uh, people are just starting to do more their own in-house stuff. Um, and, and yeah, so Sony's not arriving there. Uh, or we'll probably get a state of play instead. We will probably get a state of play um, at some point somewhere. There's uh, a there's a rumor like once again, I am I guess I'm the rumor guy, but there's a rumor that we're getting a state of play either this week or next week. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems like we've had a number of announcements. They, they put the Last of Us announcements uh, at Summer Games Fest. So they did have a presence in some form or fashion there, uh, which was nice. Mm-hmm um so oh is jeff leaving boo (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah i just you know like to keep track of these these uh conventions uh one of the things that says here down at the bottom uh which uh says on top of main business and entertainment ideas for the convention games gamescom 2022 also promises quote additional sections including for cosplay retro and indie fans so it seems to be going the e3 uh packs route of like you know what's probably going to happen is they're going to create like a more public focused event and then they're going to have like a secret backdoor like get the journalists in uh to to play these things proper what e3 kind of used to be um and now that those will just be two separate things so all right so gamescom 22 uh that's taking place august 24th to the 28th it'll be a hybrid event um held in kalagana there's probably a way to pronounce that correctly uh and simultaneously online it's close enough i assume it's cologne but i don't know what do i look european uh anyway (laughs) is that a rhetorical question (laughs) that is a rhetorical question good my mom's side is is scotch irish and then my dad's side is lost to time who knows (laughs) Mm. so who knows anyway uh that was a short little news story uh, hey, so some Nintendo news. Uh, we were expecting a Nintendo Direct, and we did get one. Uh, it was for Xenoblade Chronicles 3, uh, which includes 20 minutes of gameplay, which I'll just have on the screen here uh, for right now while we talk about this. Um, did you guys ever play any of the Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles? No. no? Uh, I played the first no. one on Wii U, uh, which was fun enough. I had a good time. Um, I, the, sure. the, the most impressive thing is like on the Wii U seeing this massive uh, environment that you're running around and doing stuff um, honestly watching this gameplay right now just is making me want to play Monster Hunter but you know right. <laughs> uh, they, they, you know there's a fan base for it anyway so they're working on their, their Xenoblade Chronicles stuff that's happening now as for uh, what else they're doing uh they're going to have another Nintendo Direct coming soon in July, and that will be focused on third-party games. 
Uh, oh. Journalist. Which journalist is this? Uh, according to experienced journalist Nacho Requena. I apologize if I mispronounced that. Uh, editor of Spanish, Spanish games magazine Manual. Uh, who told viewers during a Twitch stream on Friday that he'd been told to expect new announcements from major publishers. Uh, should have a uh, Nintendo Direct coming this Tuesday. The, this coming Tuesday? Like the day that this podcast is released to the world? Uh, it will mainly be focused on third-party games. That's what I've been told to expect. Um, so I've also been told that some Persona game will be present, though I don't know which game. Uh, they've been talking about releasing the 3, 4, and 5 uh, on Xbox, uh, so I don't know. It could be something with that. They got Shin Megami Tensei Five, you know, sitting there. Who knows what they could be doing? Um, also, been told there will be another game that has been available for some time on other platforms. It's been available for four years now. Said, so, uh, anyone want to pull up a list <laughs> games that yeah, came right? out four years ago and then figure it out? Good luck to you. Um, uh, Rakuna's four-year-old port claim would fit with a previous claim that Rockstar was planning to bring Red Dead Redemption 2 to Switch. I have no idea how they're going to do that. Good luck to you. Has to be cloud-based. Has to be, be cloud-based. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, either that or here's what they should do. Uh, they should redo all the graphics to be PS1 graphics and do Red Dead Redemption 2 PS1 graphics. Yes. Come on. I just want everything to be PS- the the fake retro ps1 look i've been seeing around more and more and i love it so much i i never owned a playstation i think that it's just such a fun look right so um yeah so look for something in july or i guess maybe even sooner um and uh yeah they're they're doing their own streams pokemon company's been holding its own streams for scarlet and violet um we looks like we we may have some more dlc tracks coming to mario kart 8 deluxe so yeah okay right um i do not remember four years ago you're right i um i cannot begin to remember uh first party stuff includes like splatoon 3 is wait no bayonetta 3 is that that's not first party um uh mario and rabbit's rabbit spark of hope so we're not definitely so we may get something on bayonetta 3 that'd be nice um splatoon 3 will not be there um, but they're all been uh, confirmed for release sometime during 2022, which is exciting. Um, the Breath of the Wild sequel looking to probably be 2023. Um, last Nintendo Direct was in February 2022, uh, where they revealed Super Mario Strikers Battle League, Nintendo Switch Sports, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, and Fire, Fire Emblem Warriors 3 Hopes, uh, and the booster course pass for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So, third-party stuff. Expect that for Nintendo. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what's going on. Uh, and then before I click away from this news story, look at this this cover for the Ooh. game Rival Turf. I want this so much. Oh, man. It looks oh, so man. cool. <laughs> um. So, anyway, uh, let's see here. Oh man, Rebecca, thank you for hanging out. We appreciate your patronage. Go enjoy your Sunday. All right. Hmm. Final quick news story for Nintendo. How is uh, a glizzy? I have no idea what a glizzy is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just gonna just leave it leave it alone. I'm let's go search <laughs> Urban Dictionary later. Uh, Miyamoto initially cringed at Wind Waker's art style and asked for a redesign. It's claimed so. Even Miyamoto was not immune to the initial 
uh, uh, you know, feeling about the original Wind Waker design. Um, it's a hot dog. It's a hot dog. Okay. Well, okay. What what kind of what are you putting on it? No, I, I don't get. <laughs> one of my one of my big rules for Twitter is never take food advice from Twitter. Have you seen some of the stuff that's been made on Twitter? You do not take advice from Twitter on how to do food. Holy hell! Oh, that's funny. There are people on Twitter that are like, "I'm going to cook this hot dog in a in a instant pot for ten hours and see what happens." My wife hates no. me. Like, yeah, no, this is not good. <laughs> don't do that. Um, oh God. So uh, yeah, th- this this uh, interview came out. Um, <laughs> got mad at you. Sorry, we're having a, a conversation in uh, in chat. Mom, uh, your mom also didn't know what a glizzy was and got mad at you. Okay, I'm not gonna get mad at you, but I expect a <laughs> recipe. I expect an explanation. So we'll, you know. All right. So uh, according to translations of old ag- magazine interviews uh, published by Did You Know Gaming, so Did You Know Gaming apparently went back and found some old. Uh, magazine interviews and are just now bringing it over to the English side. Um, they had to, they developed this game kind of in secret from from Miyamoto in terms of its art direction. Aiji uh, mm. uh, Anuma uh, cited the video. He believed, he didn't believe Miyamoto would like the redesign, so he waited as long as he could before showing it to his boss, saying that he literally cringed when he first saw it. Oh, by um, the way, we're ready for production. Here's what the game looks like. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I, I can see why he wouldn't like be all for it at the beginning, right? Because you just came off of Ocarina of Time, which yep. has this more uh, realistic look for for the Zelda universe, and then you you at that time kind of take a step back and go to cell shading. But the game still looks so good because it's cell shaded. Because they went like, that style. It is iconic. It is so good. It's such a good, good choice. It's still used now for for a number of titles, such as you know Four Swords yep. and and all that. Like that's, yeah, it's it's huge. It's been great for them. Um, yep. and then they eventually went back to realistic with Twilight Princess anyway, and everyone was happy. So, whatever. Uh, yeah. So uh, here's one thing I wanted to to bring up somewhere in here. Um. If I had gone and talked to him from the very beginning, I think he would have said, how is that Zelda, Numa recalls. Uh, Miyamoto had trouble letting go of the realistic art style until the very end. At some point, we had to give a presentation against his will. That's when he said something to me like, you know, it's not too late to change course and make a realistic Zelda. So he was (laughs) not thrilled about it to the very end. Um... The excitement of the Wind Waker team and their insistence to pursue the style reportedly ensured that the Wind Waker that the Wind Waker remained in the chibi style. Um, another factor that w- was that Miyamoto believed that at the time it would have taken a decade to make a realistic Zelda for GameCube. Oh God, because they were trying to you know I imagine push the yeah. GameCube hardware as far as it could. Yep. Um, yep. Kept. Well, they, uh, got that. they got that with Twilight Princess, right? They got it with Twilight Princess. I think they did fantastic. Um, so yeah and then now then now they have two art styles to choose from well now three with the breath of the wild style um which is its own cell shaded but kind of realistic setup yep. there so it's a good it's good in between it's a good mix that game looks so good now uh, i mean it looked good then but it looks good now too that's how it works um so yeah i just thought that was a funny story um hey guys let's talk about sega for a minute 
Um, oh. This could go either way. So this could go a number of ways. Say. This is going to go a number it of ways, but bad. but I just wanted to take a real quick moment for a serious story, uh, which is Bernie Stolar, former Sega of America president and SEA founder, has died at 75. Oh. Um, God, I think that was... What's the date today? 26th. Six, this, this was reported... This was not reported today, or it was maybe it was updated today. Um, but this is a this is a recent news story. Um, yep. Solar was instrumental in the early Western success of PlayStation. Or PlayStation. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he was. He was part of PlayStation. All right. Um, this was reported by GamesBeat. Uh, he had a career in gaming spanning from the early '80s up until 1999. Um, who served as a high-ranking executive for almost every big player in the space. Began his career in 1980 when he co-founded Pacific Novelty Manufacturing, a coin-op company which served arcades around the state of California. Following this, he would work for Atari in its coin-op division before being moved to the company's home console division. Uh, he would oversee the Atari Lynx before being drafted by Sony as one of the founding members and first president of Sony Computer Entertainment America. Uh, Stolar was instrumental in signing the likes of Crash Bandicoot, Ridge Racer, and Spyro, Drag- Spyro the Dragon to the platform. However, controversially, he reportedly enforced a no RPG policy during his time uh, at uh, Sony Computer Entertainment of America due to the genre mostly being in 2D at the time and thus not showing off the power of the PlayStation. I can s- somewhat understand that, like in the context of back then when that hadn't existed yet. But on the other hand, yeah. figure it I out. I think so. It like as soon as you said it, it made a lot of sense because like what are the big banger RPGs from the PlayStation? Right, you have Final Fantasy VII, you have yep. Legend of Dragoon, mm-hmm. um, Grandia, which I guess is still two D, uh, Breath of the Wild, which is still two D, but a lot of a lot of three D intro like in, intro to 3d rpgs that are yes. considered classics so it suddenly suddenly that makes a lot of sense right yeah <laughs> um following the successful first year of the playstation stole our move to sega of america where he oversaw the launch of sega saturn Ooh. Uh, Stolar subsequently became uh sega of america coo in march 1997 and president the following year Stillar's most famous moment when he, he came when he announced that the Sega Dreamcast would be priced at $200 to a standing ovation during a speech in 1999. Uh, however, it later came to light that this infuriated Sega of Japan, who was insistent that the console be priced at $249 in order to maximize profits. That's amazing. Huh. That is an amazing thing that I don't think gets talked yes. about enough. Um, no, no, it does not. And, and I want to be clear from what from my understanding of video game history regarding this time, like a lot of the issues regarding the Dreamcast did not necessarily come from this. But would this have been a big help? Uh, you know, keep making it cheaper, uh, you know, would probably put more units out there to sell more games. On the other hand, you know, you're right. losing 50 bucks on each hardware purchase. Um, yep. So i just i just love that he went out there it's like you know what fuck sega japan let's just do this <laughs> come on let's just get we need to sell god damn it um well you make most of your money back on software anyway don't you yes i mean that's traditionally yeah. what it is with hardware right. sales right? right so like were they already taking a loss uh with 249 uh it seems so maybe maybe and if that's the case then ooh. but you're right um, prior to the console's launch in North America, Stolar was let go from Sega. Yeah, <laughs> and received a five million dollars severance package. 
Uh, I took the Sega position based on conversations with Hayao Nakayama, uh, who was then chairman of the company, Stolar said in a 2015 interview. We'd institute and bring in a new hardware system that would do online multiplayer games. That became Dreamcast. I headed that up. Unfortunately, Nakayama got pushed out of the company by Mr. Okawa at the end of 1999. And when he got pushed out, I got into an argument with Japan as well, and I was pushed out as well. And that's that's no, uh, that's what we got there. But... but uh, this is here's to bernie stolar the man who went and worked at atari uh during some pivotal years uh was president of uh, sony computer entertainment of america during the founding year of the playstation and was uh head of uh the american division of sega during saturn and particularly of the dreamcast uh era so bernie stolar part of gaming history forever um so yeah uh but hey let's talk about some other <laughs> some other sonic news or you know what here let's i'm gonna usurp my own order of news stories we're gonna go over to <laughs> hyenas uh is a new multiplayer shooter from sega uh what? this was being teased uh as a new uh, sega thing or th- and they put out like a sound effect and so people were like it th- they thought it sounded like a dolphin, so they're like, they're they making a new Echo the Dolphin no, game. Okay, okay. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Nobody, Nobody wants no, that. Nobody wants terrible. Despite the fact game. that there were multiple like, people in the comments like being like, it's Echo the Dolphin! Like, okay, you know what? It, it, shut up. Chill out <laughs> for two seconds. God okay. damn it, you guys. Um, <laughs> no, they've come out with Hyenas, which is a multiplayer shooter for consoles and PC. Uh, coming from Creative Assembly, uh, who is responsible for Total War. Um, they've been working hmm. on this game for several years, uh, described it in job listings as something radically different in the first person shooter space. Uh, in a live stream on Wednesday, the studio described the game as a multiplayer, multi-team robbery game, which sounds fantastic in my mind. Uh, oh, so which, it's, it's like Apex meets Payday. It, that, yes, yes. Uh, it's, okay, you know what, I'm interested. It's I'm five okay. teams of three. Uh, battling AI and each other to steal loot from vast spaceships with zero G segments. So we're gonna. You had my curiosity, but now you've got my attention. <laughs> so so it, I'm playing a cinematic uh, on the video stream. None of this has gameplay, uh, but just to give you a, an idea of the vibe happening here. Um, it's just. I know this looks cool. Um, it, it's space Shut up heist. And take my money. Multiplayer. <laughs> uh, we got some. Yeah, we got a number of items and characters. Five teams of three set on these vast spaceships with security switches and gadgets. And our antiheroes, the hyenas, are these pirates working their way through this pop culture galaxy, shooting clips, jacking ships, and robbing rich pricks. Good. That's good. It's good. I love I it. it. Good I job. love the scheme. I want it. <laughs> um, this is. You know, uh, it's good to know that even in a cyberpunk dystopia, the Richard Nixon mask is still still good, uh, still Sullivan? iconic and Fantastic. present. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Who needs it? Uh, yeah. So, creative director is Charlie Brucher, who previously led design on Red Dead Redemption Online. Uh, so, oh. these are not Red these Dead are not Online. people okay. who are new to video games. Let me tell you, absolutely not. Uh, the oh, game stealing iconic memorabilia. Yeah, iconic Sega memorabilia. This is fantastic. Such as fuck yes, yeah. Um, the game story sees Earth ri- rich inhabitants leave for Mars, destroying Earth in the process, and leaving. I like that we're just turning these into fun stories and not what's going to happen in like seventy years. Um, 
<laughs> the game story sees, yeah, yeah, destroying Earth in the process and leaving those who remain in a floating, orbiting slum. Uh, the rich send vast plunder ships back to Earth to collect the, quote, pop culture treasure they miss and sell it to their customers. Because um, they can't manufacture on Mars. I, that's weird. Um, that's unfortunate. Yeah. The hyena's job is to attack these ships and rob them of their merchandise, battling AI controllers. So you're robbing from the rich to get their pop culture items. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. Why not? Why yeah, not? yeah. Okay. Give me your Sonic plushie, Bernard. See, I, I hope they, I hope they rank them. I hope like, I hope like, like the top tier is like Sonic stuff, and then there's uh, Knights, and then there's <laughs> like Space Channel Five cardboard cutouts. Yeah. And... Yo, guys, <laughs> I want some ooh la la up in this bitch. Oh, right. that's funny. Ready? That's a funny thought. Get some rollerblades from Jet Set Radio. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Some Alex Kid <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> wow that's cool uh so yep uh it's full of pop culture references including not not just not just classic sega franchises but other games such as fall guys and league of legends yeah sure why not um, okay. i kind of would like it to be a full-on sega celebration but you yeah know, sure right. why not uh games player characters will be detailed in the future uh did indicate they would fall into certain playstyle categories such as stealth offensive and hackers so hey you guys like overwatch <laughs> there'll be a little bit there'll be a little bit of that in there yep look like there are some powers being used in there yep uh the the effect of mobas on the video game industry continues um the Pro is a classic style bank robber with a shotgun, deployable turret, and a President Nixon mask. Uh, Commander Wright is an astronaut with a foam gun that can quickly create barricades, cover, and climbing platforms. Stock hot. So this is a this is like sort of a like competing with Overwatch, but because it's it's just entirely different gameplay. I don't know. This mm-hmm. this could be. I could be really into this. I think uh, this will be good. Um, also, it's going to be very tongue-in-cheek, uh, as we can see here. Doc Hotfix is a gamer who believes he's a character in a game, and thus offers some fourth-wall-breaking commentary. So there's your Deadpool character there. Yep. Um, that's always fun. Uh, always great. Good. Always great. Good. Everything about this looks fantastic. <laughs> I'm very excited. Um, I hope they can pull it off, because it sounds, it sounds great. It does sound amazing. That's the one thing about this, is there is no gameplay that we've seen um so here's hoping uh all right uh i want to talk about this sonic news let's talk about sonic for a little bit all right just let me have this um go for it sonic frontiers interview fans don't yet understand what this new gameplay is i mean it looks pretty self-explanatory it looks pretty (laughs) self-explanatory i'm looking at it you're i'm looking at what you showed me I'm, uh, i'm watching the video and like dude you better have something else that we're not seeing um Mm -hmm. sega sonic team has been forced into defense mode this month after reveal videos for its next game elicited a surprisingly surprisingly mixed response surprisingly video games chronicle i don't think so Um, every sonic every sonic every new sonic game has been just garbage for years (laughs) straight garbage for years how is this surprising to anybody yeah well like even when it's not garbage it's always mixed like you can't there's no like universe the only universally acclaimed sonic game in the last like 15 years is sonic mania yep and and, like if you want to count it sonic racing transformed which is just a racing game that has sonic in it Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not even it's not even like a sonic r it's like they're in cars like you literally don't don't need to have sonic in there 
Um, de- delay Sonic Frontiers was a hashtag that was briefly trending on Twitter. Um, <laughs> cool. I feel like it's still a ways out Rough. anyway, right? Isn't I mean, it? It, it feels like it. I'll look through this 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 news story. <laughs> the, the studio head says it's not really that surprising <laughs> so even the developers are like look if you're paying attention it's really not that surprising um uh, yeah, if, you, if you've looked at anything else we've put out in the last decade and a half <laughs> oh. anything else post sonic adventure uh yeah no you're right i don't know um and and here's the thing it's it's not a criticism of open zone necessarily like i don't think that's the criticism everything's kind of going open zone we saw breath of the wild do what it does like i think there is something to explore uh when it comes to a sonic an open world sonic game uh i think that idea alone is not what people are talking about um Let's see. Unlike previous uh, games in the series, Sonic Frontier deviates from its linear format in favor of something closer to an open world structure. Um, Izuka explained while that while Frontiers appears to allow players to go wherever they want in a sprawling environment, that's not quite how the game works. Um, then why have an open world? Right. <laughs> uh, quote, if people come to Gamescom or Tokyo Game Show, they can get that hands-on experience to play the game and understand what the game is. Uh, because right now we're just kind of watching videos of people reacting to what they believe the game to be. You really should have made a better video if that's the case. Right. Yep. <laughs> I, guys, um, let's see. This, this is a full-on uh, interview between Video Games Chronicle um, and uh, Izuka. Uh, let's see. I, I'm not going to go through this full this full interview. Um, but like, really, it's, it seems like they're really banking on people coming to these these game shows and getting their hands on it to play it in which case i mean i i I assume but like okay so here's some screenshots like so this 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 screenshot for instance right this this thing that's happening immediately with the grinding and the hoops sure that's something there's something in there i see some loop-to-loop stuff yeah that stuff right there is really cool we got some rings that you're gonna pass through and shoot out all those things in isolation look great but it also looks like you just place these things randomly in the map and like so you're gonna shoot out of this to where where is this going it looks like there might be a little platform and a rail to grind like at the if you look at the bottom center of those rings or the yes yes there's a little thing that juts out right so like maybe maybe there's some stuff behind that tree we can't see or something right it, it looks like Okay, now what? Where do I go from? Where do I go from here? How do I get there? Right. Yes. Exactly. And th- so, uh, yeah, we'll we'll go through here. We'll I'll go through and look at some of these screenshots. I apologize to people listening uh, for to the audio version of this podcast, but like, there's just it's it's this big open world, and then there are these little things that exist within it mm-hmm. that, like, yes, you can go and do. Um. But even for like a playground, like sandbox thing, like I feel like there needs to be, because if you don't have a designated destination to go and you're just like running around back and forth, like you're not, right. I don't, I don't feel like you're going to have a very smooth gameplay loop. Um, looks like we got some like technolo- techno bad guys going around, uh-huh. which uh-huh. is in line with Sonic. Um, it just, yeah, it seems. It seems weird for Sonic, and it was always going to be weird. Um, 
This looks like it's straight out of Death Stranding. <laughs> that's the thing that's the other thing is like okay here's all this stuff but then like it's death stranding where it's like okay it's all this open space and there's a loop-de-loop off in the far distance uh-huh, uh-huh. you see that loop-de-loop off in the distance you can run on that and it's like i good luck getting there yeah yeah like <laughs> you're gonna get there and you're you're gonna hold up which i guess you know is in line with sonic tradition so hey good job there i guess um part of me thinks this would be more engaging if like they ensured that there were lines of bad guys in between each little set piece in the open world. So it gives yes. you an idea of where to go. Yeah. Um, even if you're just doing like homing attacks get to get to the next set piece, like yep, just something to guide you yep. to that. Yep. Um, let's see. People are picking, picking out technical issues and like we're in development right now and we are moving into the debug stage. So some of these issues, I feel like if you're going into the debug stage, you're, you're, would, would you be pretty done. far along yeah right. yeah here we go the game is polished and playable but we are in that finalization mode so this is kind of it like this yep. is it and so unless they are like they're like hitting a toggle to turn off like a number of enemies or something like this i also suppose if you're running really fast as sonic these great distances aren't going to be very much um yeah, that's, that's a good point, and it makes me wonder, like, because in, in the trailers, the sense of speed mm-hmm. wasn't really there. That's another thing. Yeah, it didn't feel like it was it was all that there. Um, so there's there's this uh, we're looking at looks like a diamond structure uh, over here. It looks like you you kind of traverse through it for mm-hmm. reasons that we don't know yet. Um, yeah, uh, there's something that I was thinking about as well, and I've talked about this a number of times. I'm very big on uh, games where it's just fun to traverse. Uh, that's that's my favorite thing. It's it's skate games, it's Burnout, it's Spider Man, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. this this game seems to. I'm starting to think about this, and it's like, okay, we're we're gonna make running around as Sonic in an open world fun, and I'm just I'm just curious. Like how this is going to feel if I decide to stray off the beaten path? What do you do? Am I all, am I always going to have to be looking for uh, the most logical, you know, path forward that they have designed? Because if I go off, if I just just choose to go off and take a more direct route towards where I want to go, and it's just open field, am I just bored? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just yeah, I don't know. Uh, Gamescom's coming in August. Tokyo Game Show. I don't know when that is. Um, September, I think. Okay. Okay. And they're going to be showing off their stuff then. It looks like they've created new enemies um, that are much more serious looking than like the usual. Yeah. yeah this is like, this is something. Um, I also saw. Like enemies typically don't look like they're going to fuck your shit up, but these. <laughs> they look like they could be uh, uh, enemies in the new, in the 343 Halo. Yeah, uh, they look like they could mm-hmm. be that serious and bad. Um, let's see. Frontiers is in development now. Um, we've been iterating, blah, 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 blah. Uh, th- there, is, there is a couple things uh, I wanted to point out from what I read here. And one of them was, uh, I don't think it's in, in this uh, article I pulled, but uh, one of it's like, the story of this game is very melancholy. And it's like, I, oh, oh okay all right 
that's an interesting the, the idea was to clash the sonic style sonic is going to be kind of upbeat and attitude and all that and is going to be dealing with a very melancholic world which could be interesting they're taking some jumps like i will give them this much they are trying something with this um sure. <laughs> yeah you know what take that for what you will <laughs> uh but they are trying something with this and uh let's see people are calling for the game to be de- delayed um they want to make sure that they are that sonic team is getting the time that they need and uh they said we are getting the time we need we're all right we're confident based on play test results um you want to satisfy you know sonic team needs uh do do they're talking about uh how the sonic movies are successful uh if i remember correctly they're like yeah i'm glad that the sonic movies are successful uh but we're you know we're the game sonic we're kind of our own thing we might do some stuff with movie sonic just for fun but eh. um we consider ourselves game sonic uh down here towards the end um, here we go. You mentioned in an IGN interview that you'd like to one day work on Sonic Adventure 3. What would that game look like compared to Frontiers? And oh my god, he had this reaction of like, okay, look, I'm trying to concentrate on this game right now. I don't I do not want, I know what the Sonic fan base is like. I do not want to, I will talk about some of this, but I really need to make clear I'm <laughs> not trying to work on this. Um, and he just goes through that over and over again in Video Games Chronicles like, but but you kind of want to, right? You kind you kind of want to do yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. like he specifically yeah. asked, what would that game look like compared to Frontiers? And he just spends the whole time being like, it's not on my mind. Oh. I'm not doing it. Look, not right now. It would be cool to maybe explore. Um, yeah, I don't know. I found that really funny. Um, Jesus, that is really funny. Yeah, and uh, let's see. Yeah, it's, I want to be direct and very clear. We have no plans to make Sonic Adventure three. Um, I think he said it would be cool as an idea. Um, but he also was like, he wants to make a new thing, not necessarily like remaster one and two or anything like that. Um, he'd like to actually go back and do stuff. I guess my final question, uh, to you guys is like, what does uh, Sonic Adventure 3 even look like in 2023, four or five? Like, do you, can you even bring yourself back to that time to make something worthy of the adventure name like i just don't i don't think i'm gonna be honest with you Uh i don't care what the gameplay is like as long as it has the little chow like raising farming mini game they just make the chow chow garden (laughs) game as long as as that's in there i'm gonna buy it they should just make chow garden like people are gonna hate me for this but i tell you it's a good idea you make it a make it a phone game yep and you just raise chow and that's it and you can run around as sonic or shadow or knuckles or tails and you can kick them if you want and you know just just like you want you want it to be accurate to chow garden you can have them race you know do all that fun stuff just make that sonic adventure chow garden put it out 100 percent. that would be in a heartbeat yep yep oh there's your someone someone can clip that and send that to sega because uh, <laughs> apparently it took them forever to make a new Pokemon Snap game uh, over at Nintendo. These ideas got to be given away. Um, yeah. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, last Sonic story. Uh, Sonic Remaster developer says he's very unhappy about the state of Sonic Origins, which just came out. Uh, what is in Origins is not what we turned in. Uh, Sonic just can't catch a break uh, ever. Uh. Um, the whole team is unhappy with the condition of the of the final product. 
Uh, Sonic CD remaster was originally developed by Christian Whitehead using his retro engine, while Sonic 1 and, 1 and 2 were developed by Whitehead and Headcanon Games. Headcanon then confirmed in April that it had remastered Sonic 3 and Knuckles for the upcoming Sonic Origins. However, Sonic <laughs> Origins itself was developed and compiled in-house at Sega using the remasters, and Headcanon developer Simon Tomley, uh, a.k.a. Stealth, is not happy with the finished product. Oh. Yeah, if I, if I remember correctly, even the menus use the new system that's being used in Frontiers. What? Yeah. Wow. No. Makes, makes no sense. <sighs> I, this just isn't a good... I have no words. Yeah, this just right is now, not a good... I have no words. Um... Let's see, integration oh, introduced some wild bugs that conventional logic would have would have one believe uh, were our responsibility. A lot of them aren't. Regarding Origins, we were outsiders creating a separate project that was then wrangled into something entirely different. We knew going in that there would be a major time crunch, and we worked ourselves into the ground to meet it just so uh, this would even be made and released. Um, I again I can't take responsibility for my and my team's mistakes and there were some some actual mistakes some overlooking some rush jobs some stuff we noticed but weren't allowed to correct near the end it's absolutely not perfect and some of it is from us it's complicated Um, I'm extremely proud of my team for their performance under such pressure but every one of us is very unhappy about the state of origins and even the Sonic 3 component we weren't too thrilled about its uh, pre-submission state either but a lot was beyond our control uh, we asked to do major fixes near submission, but weren't allowed due to submission and approval rules. We asked about delays early and repeatedly, but were told they weren't possible. We offered to come back for post-release fixes and updates. We do not yet know if this is happening. Um, Sonic Origins has been met with generally positive reception, but Sonic fans are pointing out issues with the remasters not behaving like the original games did. Um, so... <sighs> I gotta say this is not a good this is not a good sign for a number of reasons uh but like you would think in a post mania sega they would be like working with the people who are passionate about sonic to deliver the best of what they can yes um like because because sonic or sega itself has not been doing great it's the fans it's the fans that have been picking up the slack the reason sonic has had a life outside like post adventure has been a lot because of just the shit posting meme culture around sonic people who love sonic and then like purposefully shit on it and have fun with it Uh um like that is that is a good portion of why sonic is still around and, and the people that love Sonic a little bit too much. Absolutely. You know, and those people exist. It's a thing. People like, you know, Sonic Forces and people like you know, all those games. You know, there's nostalgia for Black Knight and Secret Rings. Um, people that have their own hedgehogs. I, you know, I, back in the day, I had my own hedgehog. I mean, I, I didn't like, I wasn't like creating fan fiction or anything, but I went to like Newgrounds and did the Sonic character creator oh, sure sure that's sure. kind of yeah, stuff absolutely i think that's different i think oh that's I, different I there's yeah a line, there's a line you, you didn't cross there you're, you're talking about people who are like one step from like full-on fear furry yeah yeah or, or, i guess or maybe, full-on furry. Or maybe a step past or maybe a maybe step a past, past. <laughs> um yeah you know look sonic uh it's just a weird it's a weird world with a very complicated history um, and it seems like Sega is not giving me confidence um, that they've learned any of their lessons, which affects how I feel about Frontiers. 
Uh, it, oof, it's rough. So, uh, so there was also a, a news story where apparently it had been confirmed for a while, but it had been it may have been confirmed confirmed by Yuji Naka that Michael Jackson helped with music uh, on Sonic Three. Though, again, it seemed like he kind of tried to walk that back on Twitter and say, like, I'm trying to translate my Japanese over to American and things may uh-huh. have blown up. Um, and so I don't know. Who, who knows? I assume that Michael Jackson helped with Sonic 3. And I'm just going to run with that information. Yeah, yeah, he, he I 100% believe that he did. Yeah, um, I, I will say that I picked up Sonic Origins. It plays phenomenally. Oh, uh, but however, the very first thing I did was go look for a Sonic 3 mod that put the original songs back in the game there because you they go. don't have yeah. they don't have those songs in the game do they have a mod up and running for that there are a number of mods now that replace those Good. songs with the correct songs passionate yes. fan base coming in to oh, save yes. it again because <laughs> it's what we do <laughs> yeah it's what we do mm. mm-hmm. so good lord um all right we're done with that uh Let's talk about, let's take a moment to talk about some From Software. How about that? Uh, Miyazaki says From Software's next game is in the final stages of development. I'm kind of blown away by, well, okay, next game. They didn't necessarily say this is like the next Souls or anything like that. Because they just got finished with Elden Ring. Um, And they're still like supporting that, obviously. Uh, So, yeah, they, uh, let's see, 20... In 2018 interview, they had multiple games in development. They're in the final stages of development of their next game. Um, stated in, since, that since 2016, the studio had been working on three and a half games. Uh, the half game oh. being PS4 VR title. I'm not even going to pretend. Derecine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yep. Uh, we're going to be looking at a, a new... It's believed that the game in question may be Armored Core 6, which was reportedly mentioned in a consumer survey earlier this year. So new Armored Core. (laughs) Give it to me. I'd say, like, what I'm hoping for is either Armored Core or Tenchu. Ooh, Tenchu. All right. I think think Sekiro replaced replaced Tenchu. What I don't want is, is Enchanted Arms 2. I don't know if you ever played that game. It was one of the first RPGs on the 360, which is the only reason that I got it. And it was fucking terrible. It <laughs> was so bad. I don't think no. they're going to do... Absolutely not, no. I don't think they're going to do that one. Uh, that's, I hope not. I, I like... Here's the thing that I find so frustrating about Souls games is is because I, I cannot... I don't enjoy the the gameplay loop and grinding and trying to that's just not for me but every single other thing about these games are fantastic including like mm-hmm. what I love that they do and I wish more games would do this is they would they'll just create new they'll keep the gameplay loop so it's essentially a sequel to whatever came last but they create a whole new world uh, with whole new characters and lore and they just drop you in it's like explore go find out what's going on uh, yep. And I think that's awesome. I think that's so cool. And they do so good at every aspect of it. Um, so I'm always looking forward to that. However, like we said, Elden Ring just came out. I imagine this next game is going to be probably Armored Core 6. Um, what do you think the odds are uh, that they're working on a PS5 edition of Bloodborne? Or do you think that's even their job? Do you think that's a Blue Point thing? I think... 
I think if that happens, it'll be a, a boot point thing. I, I have almost resigned myself to the fact that it's not going to happen, but I still hold out hope. Because I, I played that... Uh, I played it a couple months ago, and despite once again hating it, I can't, I can't begin <laughs> to enjoy that passion. game. I cannot begin to enjoy it. Uh, but it does graphically, like now that we're playing what we're playing now, like it looks rough from a technical standpoint. Yes. That, that, that frame yeah. rate's not good. Uh, if you're going to, like, might as well play the PS1 thing that someone, that one guy's making. Um, oh, right, yeah, the, the D-Make or Bloodborne cart that some, some other person I'll is I'll play making. some Bloodborne cart. Like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. That sounds all right. Um, so, so yeah. And then uh, other thing, From Software is working on multiple new projects from different directors. I kind of led, um, alluded to that in the last one. But, yeah, you can see here. Uh, on this new side, it could be. I love that they included Bloodborne. People keep keeping mm. that, keeping mm. that hope alive. Um, <laughs> yeah, Elden Ring, uh, Dark Souls. We got Armor Core. We got Tenchu. Um, could be a number of things, uh, but yeah, they're hitting a massive high off Elden Ring. Nothing else uh, this year has come close and I don't know if anything will come close to the hype and the success that Elden Ring got this year. So, um, yeah. Uh, so there's that, uh, now, now it's time for me to cry. Uh, I'm, I'm just throwing in stories here that make me sad. Uh, Dice's new boss says it has no time for mirror's edge style projects. We're focusing only on battlefield. I saw this story and I cried too. I just so like, sad. Man. My heart was breaking when I saw that headline. I was just like, no. <laughs> no. God damn it. So sad. Yeah. Monsters. Those rat bastards. I, at least they said like it, it wasn't like we have no interest. It's like we literally we just have no time. Like we are trying because to Because we're working on Battlefield and Battlefield. all this shit. Yeah. Um I, It's looking to you. establish itself as a leading developer in the first person shooter market. It, we just came off Sonic talking about like a uh mixed history. How about Battlefield? That's a mixed yeah. history in and of itself. Yeah. Like god. For damn. sure. I was recently sure. uh just on YouTube was watching a uh, gameplay of Battlefield One with no HUD, and it is one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Oh wow! Uh, like just sound design and graphics, and like it—it's just intense. Just... Before you even get into the Battlefield stuff of like running on top of a blimp or anything, just like just like running around in the trenches, it's just mm-hmm. intense and wonderful. And then there's Battlefield 2042. Um, which has not done well. People are not happy. Um, no, ma'am. It says here, no, uh, who is the uh, dice person? Uh, Rebecca Cotes? I apologize. I'm. Let's see. Totally. Uh, we are only focusing on Battlefield 2042. There is no time for anything else, and this is what we want to do. In three years, we want to be the first-person shooter powerhouse that DICE deserves to be, and that is what we're going for. Okay. First-person shooter. All right. Who are we competing against? Uh, Call of Duty. Halo. Yeah. Halo. Uh, I mean, if you do, do we want to include like Apex? Do we want to include? You might as well include the battle royale games, right? Yeah, all the battle royale Overwatch. games going on. Uh, Overwatch. 
Uh, you got you got new games coming out. Uh, I think is hyenas. Did we did we say hyenas is doing first person shooter? I forget. I think it is. Um, I think uh, hyenas was first person. Yeah. Um, number of first person shooter games going on. Battlefield. There's an avenue, which is just embracing the absolute chaos that can be Battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what like they're known for more than any other. Like that's what you got to do. You got to take the Saints Row approach of like embracing what makes you different from the competition and just going yes. to eleven with it. Um, Battlefield has a way to do that. There is an avenue there, but from what it sounds like, they're just not accomplishing that right now. Um, let's see. He said that Dice has spent over six months fixing and improving the game to the point where it felt confident to launch its delayed first season of live content in early June. Uh, she claims the studio has received good feedback. I like the way that was written. Um, players are enjoying. Yeah, the players are enjoying our map Thanks. and the content that we have provided. So it's a win for us and makes us feel better. The team is here to make Battlefield, and they're passionate passionate about Battlefield. We have many Battlefield veterans, so it's important for us to improve Battlefield 2042 and the experience that we can provide our players. We owe them that. Um, well, it's got more players right now than Halo Infinite. Okay, you know what? That's something. You know, again, not not the highest of high bars, but it's something. Almost uh, double. Yeah, which isn't a whole wow. lot when when the the amount is like forty eight hundred. But also, isn't that uh, is that Steam numbers for Halo Infinite? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. we don't know what like Xbox so Game Pass. On, right. That could be that could be much 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 higher. Um, who knows? Uh, Microsoft should release those numbers. <laughs> mm-hmm um yeah so microsoft if you're watching or listening <laughs> please release the numbers i, I don't I, I know maybe there's a potential that they might not be to their favor especially as like sony's coming out with their you know playstation plus thing uh so yep. who knows maybe keeping that secret is good for a them good but i think transparency for for the people is always good but that's just me um is one of the great franchises of our industry built by one of the great teams in the industry and our expectations are it's going to continue to grow and be a really important part of our portfolio for many many years to come so i mean this makes sense in that they're trying to say battlefield battlefield as in their mind is their biggest um ip so and they're kind of not doing great right now so putting all hands on deck to saving it makes sense um what what yeah see earlier this month it was claimed that the dlc was being worked on by a skeleton crew solely focused on delivering the promised seasonal content with the studio's focus having already shifted to a next to its next game so who at the end of the day who could even say that like they're actually working all that hard on 2042 Um, like how do you say that we're trying to make this this game what it deserves to be and then we're we have a skeleton crew working on it like Right, and again, that that's a rumor, right? Right, that's not which, that's not necessarily, yeah. But, but who that's knows? That's true. That's true. It is a rumor. At the, at the same time, you would expect the company to be like, "Oh yeah, we're definitely still working on this stuff." Mm-hmm. Uh, keep mm-hmm. buying those battle passes. Um, yeah. Let's see. Committed to twenty forty two. They could they could be pulling a blizzard and just being like, "We're working on the next battlefield game for you to to forget about yeah. this." Um, right. But. Uh, yeah, it's in their interest to to keep working on 2042 to at least keep the appearances that they're going full on with 2042. Um, oh, uh, let's see. In December, EA 
announced its intention to create a connected Battlefield universe alongside widespread changes to the franchise's development structure. As part of these plans, DICE's former general manager, Oscar Gabrielson, left EA altogether, while Respawn and Infinity Ward co-founder Vince Zampella took on a new role as the overseer of the entire Battlefield franchise, which I can't think of more positive things to announce for your game franchise than that. Um, I completely forgot about that story. Vince Zampella. That, that's a if you're trying to push to be the greatest like first person shooter on the market like battlefield has a very uphill battle to climb but having vince zampella right. head that is cool um also halo designer uh, marcus leto is also leading a new seattle studio whose aim is to add more meaningful narrative to the battlefield series so they could be making hmm. a push um yeah. they do not have any evidence that they're going to be able to pull that off right now um, something to keep in mind progress. yes something to keep in mind mm-hmm. uh, good luck to them oh oh yes uh, the other story that made me cry this week Tony Hawk says Activision scrapped a 3 and 4 remake following Vicarious Visions merger um <laughs> it, <laughs> uh, here, here, uh, textbook case of how to lose money um yep. This is the way to do it. Yep. <laughs> uh, this is the, so that what was happening was uh, someone who worked at Vicarious Visions and worked on the Tony Hawk Pro Skater one and two was playing it with Tony Hawk himself, among others, uh, and on stream right at the end, uh, everyone was just sitting around hanging, and Tony Hawk just said. Uh, let's see here we go let's see according to pro skater himself who claimed during a live stream on monday that activision had briefly briefly taken pictures pitches from other studios but allegedly wasn't happy with any of them uh quote that was the plan even up until the release date of one and two we were doing three and four and then vicarious got kind of absorbed and then they were looking for other developers and then it was over the truth of it is activision were trying to find somebody to do three and four but they just didn't really trust anyone the way they did vicarious gee Maybe you shouldn't have done that to Vicarious Visions. Weird. Why would you do that? Why would you have Uh, plans for three and four and then... ah! Just... just, I would like to rage. And then they took pictures from other studios, like... Fucking... I would like to rage. It's such a good Good game. It was so good. It, 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 it's... Technically, like just amazingly beautiful. What a fantastic, mm-hmm. faithful rendition of Tony Hawk One and Two. Like the character creator is one of the most amazing in my mind. They create people that are like, like just look incredible. Like Resident Evil engine style. Like holy hell, that's like a real person. Like not just that's not just a video game person. That's like a real human being. You probably took a picture of or something. I don't know. That's amazing. Um like they did so good and it was huge it was all over the internet like when that game came out that was a big deal and like you want to talk about uh story tony hawk pro skater games three is like one of the highest up there when they added reverts and shit like Like that changed everything when it originally came out i remember playing that yeah on my console way back when it originally came out and i was just like oh my fucking god this is fantastic mm-hmm. and you're a huge pro skater nerd yeah like goddamn god <laughs> damn it you guys and then 
And then you want to think about like, you want to go long-term, like some of the most heartbreaking stuff is, okay, imagine they did three and four. It sells just as or nearly as well um, as the last uh, game. And then they go, you know what? Maybe it's time to remake Underground. Yo! With this end, with this look and everything. Like, if they made a, if they remade Thug and Thug 2, yo. Yeah. Shut yeah. up and take my money on that shit. Like, please. <laughs> that would outdo all of this. Well, I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. The, the nostalgia does a lot of things, but like, that would be the, free and we've money. Seen where nostalgia takes things. Jesus Christ. Um. <laughs> I'm just going to read this. Okay, who knows? Maybe when the dust settles, we'll figure it out. You never know. I never would have thought we were going to do one and two 20 years later. I mean, that's fair. Um, And that's the thing. They folded Vicarious Visions into Blizzard as a support team in January 2021. As a support team after doing this? Like, are you kidding me? It was one of the worst decisions I've ever, I've ever seen. Um... The Vicarious Visions team of around uh, 200 people will be employees of Blizzard and fully dedicated to existing Blizzard titles, Blizzard games and initiatives. Um, so the only thing I could I could hope for is uh, Activision Blizzard is now owned by Microsoft. Phil Spencer's a gamer, goddammit. Like, come on. You know what to do, Phil. Come on, Phil. You know what needs to happen. <laughs> Just make the call. Vicarious Visions remade. Invite everyone back. They don't have to come back if they don't want to. Uh, but make it happen. Bring that whole team. It's time to do it again. Let's do it. Let's go. Come on. This team has worked on dozens of titles, including Skylanders, Guitar Hero, Destiny, and Call of Duty as well. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think there's any reason they can't continue to do support while working on this game primarily. And it's really frustrating because skating games, it's probably my favorite genre. Um, and there's so few that there's a few of them that do it, first of all. And there's second of all, there's few that do it well. Uh, you know, Skater XL and Session have been going through uh, a number of issues because like they're selling full on products. And the full on product is we made like f- five of these standalone maps um and we were able to get like good looking you know base character model with some customization here and there and we got the skate controls right and we can make the do them do the tricks and stuff and that's it we literally cannot make like a full-on open world map we cannot because that just requires too many people that requires this is a triple a kind of thing uh if you're going to go this hard and that's only coming from tony hawk games and the skate games Mm-hmm. you know uh so to have and finally after begging and pleading ea just like told uh well i mean his his in game his in game name is cuz i don't know the developer's actual name but uh they got him just on camera to be like just announce that you're making skate four we don't have anything to show because we just started but like they won't leave us alone all right we're working on a skate four um and then Tony Hawk, like, look, we need this. We need this, especially because uh, in the in the gaming in the skateboarding space, uh, we now have Skater XL and Session fighting over um, uh, sim skating, full on sim skating. Uh, 
uh, Skate uh, is now occupying a middle ground where uh, you can kind of just get in and skate anywhere. But, you know, you do need to do your stick movements and there are harder modes where you really need to land on the, the rail properly, kind of like Skater XL in session. But you can do that casually as well. And then Tony Hawk is your full on arcade experience. Um, right. They aren't necessarily competing, especially because there aren't there isn't really anyone else doing anything like it. Uh, so. Phil, you know what to do. Your mission is clear. Make it happen. Yep. Make the call. Make the call. Make the call. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So we, I got two more news stories. They're throwaway stories. Um, hey, Johnny Cage actor kind of let loose that uh, they're making Mortal Kombat 12. Surprise. Um, oh, weird. Weird. They're making like another one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys played MK11. I really liked it. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, I think it looks really good. I think what they've been doing with all these characters and stuff has been lots of fun. Uh, having the time travel thing where old characters met new characters was hilarious. Um, mm -hmm. Especially for Johnny Cage. Uh, let's see. There was a bit of a story. Yes. Uh, Jeff Grubb claimed last August that Neverwhelm was working on Mortal Kombat 12. Um, suggesting the studio was prioritizing it over its DC, DC superhero series Injustice due to uncertainty over its future with parent company WB Games. Um, so they don't know. Yeah, they don't know what's going on with the DC portion. Because, uh, yeah, that was There's the thing. There's like, a rumor that they're getting the, a Marvel fighting game. Netherrealm is? Yeah, there's a rumor that they're getting uh, a Marvel game. Whoa! Well, that's something. Okay. That would be, that'd be really interesting. Um, but, okay. Uh, also, a sequel to last year's Mortal Kombat movies in the works, which I still have not seen it. Uh, I want to, but what I hear is mixed to not good at all. It's a fun movie. As, as long as it's fun. That's really what it's I fun. want, is to, is to have fun. And, like, the trailer alone got me so excited. Um, so, okay, they're working on a new one. Uh... Warner Brothers' own film studio had hired Fantastic Four and Moon Knight writer Jeremy Slater to pen the Mortal Kombat 2 script. Um, hmm. By Fantastic Four, are they referring to the one that bombed? I certainly hope not. I hope not, but also he wrote for Moon Knight, and I don't know Moon how you guys felt. Right. I liked Moon Knight. Yeah. I liked Moon Knight, yeah. so... Yep. yep, so... Okay, and then uh, I saved the best for last. Uh... Chris Pratt says his Mario voice is unlike anything you've heard. Oh, no. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I need context. I, I don't know. Well, that's the thing. This saga has been going on for so long that I honestly hope it's just Chris Pratt's voice. Right. I hope it's, hey, I'm Mario. I wipe maybe, and there's maybe. poop and I wipe and there's still poop. <laughs> a little, a little. Uh, maybe, maybe he's got a Brooklyn accent. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, you know, oh, like, um, that'd be Bob good. Hoskins in the '93 uh, Super Mario Brothers yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Why not? Uh, but it's, it's not like please. anything you've ever heard, is what I'm hearing. Uh, let's uh, see. Weird, weird choice of words for that. Quote: I worked really closely with the directors and trying out a few things and landed on something that I'm really proud of and can't wait for people to see and hear later. Uh, it's an animated voiceover narrative. It's not a live action movie. I'm not going to be wearing a plumber. Okay, yes, we know. Um, yep, yep. 
I'm providing a voice for an animated character. Yes, and it is updated and unlike anything you've heard in the Mario world before. Uh, Pratt's comments come a few days after the film's co-producer, Illumination founder, and CEO uh, also defended lead actor. Yep, 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 yep. Um, Chris was cast because he felt he could give a great performance as Mario. <laughs> I like the idea of like Chris Pratt being offered, like, and he's just like, yeah, I think I could do it. And like, they're just like, great, all right. Um, which sounds about right, given that they just kind of gave a lot of these roles, and actually all of these roles to star power. Um, yep. yep. I will say some of those, some of those, like, here's the thing. Uh, some of it's like, I don't think it will be accurate, but I don't think the goal is to be accurate. And I think they're fun. So like Jack Black as Bowser, I don't think that's going to be an accurate Bowser performance, but Jack Black as Bowser, it feels weirdly in character and fun. Um, I think there's something to that. I think Charlie Day as Luigi, I don't think it's going to be an accurate performance, but I think it fits the vibe. <laughs> Chris Pratt is very interesting. Right, there's an obvious vibe they're going for here. Yes. Right. Chris Pratt, Charlie Day, Jack Black, Keegan Michael Key. Like like there's there's definitely a vibe that yes. they're her targeting. Who's Fred Armisen? What is what is he doing in this? Um he is um oh god, what's the wizard's name? Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah fun huh. all right i have to go through my conversation with my brother again because he and i were talking about the cast list and right showed me pictures of each character for reference and all of that oh, this stuff, is so. he's gonna be cranky kong who is so uh, fred armison fred armison yeah hold on that'd be fun chris pratt mario anna taylor joy peach charlie day luigi jack black bowser Keegan Michael Key Toad, Seth Rogen Donkey Kong, Fred Armisen Cranky Kong, Kevin Michael Richardson is Kamek, uh, which is the wizard. Okay. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco is Spike. Okay. And Charles Martinet is a cameo. I, I last I read, uh, I, he may be narrator. Oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, but it could just be cameo as well. I would accept that. Um, It'd be funny. I'll also Charles Martinet in some form or another. Yes. Like. Yes, has to. Also, where's Daisy? Look. Yeah, don't, don't, Daisy? Ing, don't ignore my girl Daisy. Honestly, I, I feel like... My girl Daisy. Okay, Come you on. know what? Yeah. Okay, well then, where's my girl Rosalina? I feel like Rosalina's earned it. <laughs> Too early. Too early. Yeah, you know what? You're right. We're going to make this a franchise. Uh, going to be part of the Mario multiverse. Um, like you're gonna two, introduce two to three first, movies, and then you're gonna introduce her friend <laughs> Daisy, and then you're gonna do Rosalina, yeah. and then you're really gonna go into like the Super Mario Odyssey type shit. So, <laughs> I was gonna say, d- does uh, is uh, the second movie uh, based around the Sunshine storyline? You, you, you gotta combine these, right? So, right. I imagine this is more. I mean, so we're we're establishing this. We gotta get we gotta satisfy the parents as well as the kids. They're gonna do like the original Super Mario Bros. games, or if not just the first one, for vibes. Uh, maybe a, maybe an allusion to Mario Kart. I think you could do a whole. You could do a fun action adventure comedy drama movie based purely on Mario sixty four. Like sure. making that the base storyline, and then creating some other car- other story within that. Um, we'll get a sports montage where they're playing tennis and golf and uh, soccer, whatever else Mario has played sports in. 
Right. You know what? Post Wreck It Ralph, I would love to see them lean into the uh, Miyamoto claim that they're all just actors. Yeah. <laughs> and this is all just like them performing. And then yeah. they go back to like backstage and, ah, oh, Luigi! It's so stressful. No, he, he doesn't have an Italian accent. When yeah, he's no, that's accent. right. He's Brook- <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> the, the, you know what? Okay, you want to talk about like the vibe for this movie? It would totally be like the first few lines from Chris Pratt are uh, Italian. And then he's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> be really good. Um, holiday 2022. The more I've talked about, the more now that I'm looking at this cast list again, I am kind of excited. But again, this is also because they've shown nothing of what this movie is. Right. Absolutely zero. And and I should know better. Post Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog 2, I should know better than to get excited for this. Because I know what kind of movie they're going to go for. But one can hope. I want to go, go lean more Wreck-It Wreck Ralph and less Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, but let's see. They say his voice is phenomenal. I just, I, mm. also, I just want I to point out. I will believe that. Yeah. I will believe his voice is absolutely phenomenal when I see the first trailer. Yep. Uh, two things. Thank One, I, I love that they cite Charlie Day as from Horrible Bosses. Yes, that's the thing you know yes, Charlie yeah, Day from. Is, uh-huh, uh-huh. No. <laughs> Absolutely not, no. Um, I Okay, one thing I do hope is that Seth Rogen playing Donkey Kong is still just Seth Rogen being Seth Rogen. Like, no effort <laughs> at all to sound like Donkey Kong or anything. It's just, hey, it's DK, Donkey Kong. Get it? <laughs> 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 that's a really good impression by the way thank you lie. i didn't try hard so that's how you know it's authentic Aha! <laughs> boom seth rogan uh anyway uh movie was originally planned wait oh this is the old this is the old poster uh it was originally planned december 21st and it's been delayed to april 7 2023 Ooh. holy hell okay yeah whatever wait when does it come out April seventh, twenty twenty three. Yeah, we got we got a ways to go. Right around my birthday. There you go. Is it before Again. or after? Uh, before. Uh, how how soon before? Four days. Ah, that's that's a birthday. That's a birthday movie. Damn straight, it's a bo- birthday movie. Let's God go. Damn. Let's go see. Let's go see the Mario movie. Is well, this going to be a tradition for us now? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like we can make it make that happen. I don't know, I, I don't know if we got any good movies coming in September, um, but uh, we, we I'll also look that up and get back to you. Okay, <laughs> we got We got to dress up too. I know, I know, Bronson's big on the Mario. Uh, he's he's a Mario man. Um, I'm sure I can pull off a current day Daisy sort of vibe. A what? A what? Daisy? Like current setting? Like current? If she was out in the real okay. world, I could probably okay. pull that off. Have you ever seen like some of the fan art of like modern Mario characters like dressed up in like streetwear clothes? It's drip. They got drip. It's one of my favorite genres of fan art now. Is like taking characters from fantasy or sci-fi and like inserting them into 2022. I love it so much. Um... It, like that picture of of Daisy, like in the, in the full like modern outfit, being like, um, he said no pickles. I love that image so much. I don't know why. Um, anyway, 
that's all the dumb news. I, I I pulled some other some other stories, but do you guys have anything uh, you want to bring up? I don't think so. Not on my end. I think we covered all the things that I was interested in. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm just gonna read off what the other stuff I had here off to the side that I just don't feel like spending company. Oh, Aberrant Drone's been in the chat the whole time. I'm sorry. Hey, Aberrant Drone, how you doing? Um, sorry. Aberrant Drone said Moon Knight Rider made the 15, 2015 Fantastic Four. Okay. Well, I didn't see that to be fair, so, but I just know that it bombed. It's on Disney Plus apparently. First one is pretty good. I am. I. I continue to not watch. <laughs> that. I will continue to not watch that movie despite having access to it. But thank you. Um, the first Fantastic Four, the very first one, uh, was really good. I oh, thought, yeah, I enjoyed it. I think that do- I loved it. that Doctor Doom was good, and that's the only time that franchise is the only time my my boy Silver Surfer has appeared. Um, so <laughs> I, I liked having Silver Surfer in there. Um, who's Toad? To- Toad is Keegan Michael Key, which I think is fantastic. I want to see that yes. so bad. Yes, uh, I think he will kill it. It'd be great if he like. Peach is silent the whole movie and Toad speaks for Peach like he did during the <laughs> Obama speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh my God. The uh, so anger good. management yes. coach yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be really good. That'd be really good. Um, Daisy isn't from the Mushroom Kingdom. She can't be. In the- is she not from the Mushroom Kingdom? No, she's from Sarasa Land. Which is from the Game Boy, the Game Boy Super Mario Land uh, oh. game. Okay, who counts that as canon, though? Uh, apparently, a lot of people. Boo. All right, yeah. well, then Odyssey 2 needs to take place in that. Yes. In that place. Let's, let's, we already are, are bringing the other princess. I don't, was, the other, was the other woman in Odyssey a princess, the original? Oh. Or she was, was she just lady? She was, she was a mayor, lady. wasn't she? Oh, yeah. Was she mayor? Well, I, I, yeah. Originally, she wasn't, though, right? Right. I, I think you're right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't think she's a princess of anything. But well, I mean, now she's mayor. But um, let's see. Uh, let's see. That's Paper Mario plot, right? All stage. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yep. Well, look, she's in. She's in the sports games. We. I, I just want. I just want more Daisy to be involved. In, in all this stuff peach is fine but i just think i just i just think daisy has more love. i think daisy has more personality yeah i want to see some more daisy stuff i also so want to see more rosalina mayor, but you know the mayor is pauline uh she's the mayor yes, of the pauline she is also the character that mario saves in the donkey kong arcade game that's what it is yeah uh-huh. yep one i i rarely ever got to because i suck at donkey kong <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> um, let's see. Deadline reported that uh, Melodandry of Illuminati. It's not a. I was about to say Illuminati Studios, but no, Illumination. Uh, thank you. When people hear Chris Pratt's voice, the criticism will evaporate. Maybe not entirely. People love to voice opinions. Yeah, there will, there will absolutely be negative opinions no matter what happens yep, with this. Sure. So, um, yeah, we'll be ready for that. He says it's phenomenal. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, the other, I'm just going to rattle off some stories here. Uh, Square Enix wants to develop quote story focused NFTs. I'm not going to read that story. That's they're still thinking about that. Um, Final Fantasy 16 will have wearable AI assist to help less experienced players, which sounds like Elden Ring's items, but like even more so. Um, 
That's fine. I think that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's, it's completely optional. You do not have to wear them. Um, and then uh, Last of Us and Days Gone Veterans announced new studio and NFT game Ashfall. So, like, there's some storied game developers who are pursuing this now, which seems like a bad time. Um, Kill it. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just announcing it now, like, within the last week, which is a choice. Um, <laughs> right, it is a choice. <laughs> right when I just saw, like, a news story that uh, the NFT restaurant now no longer takes cryptocurrency to pay for their food uh how weird how weird um and then uh finally youtuber builds wor- world's first ps5 slim console uh apparently they like, they got it super super thin uh and did it the usual way they do slims by, by like taking like the heat sink doing different yeah. thing with the heat sink putting the power brick outside of the console rather than inside and Sony says they're they're looking at you know redesigns uh, later this year, um, not to release later this year. They're just they're just thinking about it. So that's it. Oh, uh, uh, today is the ten year anniversary of the release of Spec Ops: The Line. Really? No shit. If you haven't played that game, you absolutely should. Yes, yes, that is. Uh, you want to talk about good story based games? Yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of up there. Yep um all right well that is news so uh do we want to just uh talk real quick about what we've been playing because i i haven't been playing much i haven't had time unfortunately um same same okay yep, I, honestly same. i'm in the same boat i uh i got sick my parents are visiting this week but i did manage to belt out uh the quarry the quarry oh. all right so it's, i've been uh, seeing gameplay for that how is it if you have played like until or seen until dawn or mm-hmm. the dark anthology uh, yeah. games it's more of the same of that it's a really cheesy 80s horror movie as a video game that sounds uh, great like right down right down to the writing it, it's it's questionable at best but it's so much fun if you like that kind of thing okay that sounds fantastic that actually sounds like yeah. a good time and there's a whole genre of like people love that's why like david cage games actually do pretty decently is because there are just there's a whole section of the gaming community that's just like look i just want a story focused thing i want and i like yeah what was the game Uh, until dawn um Mm -hmm. those -hmm. games are totally capitalizing on that and i think that's a good call um Corey looks cool it's it's not my kind of game so i'm probably not going to play it but for those of you who are into that i think it lo- it looks good and yeah from what you're saying uh jesse it sounds fantastic for that yeah, for that specific fun. thing yeah. so hell yeah well uh i think that's a show thank you guys so much uh for coming and hanging out with us uh this is a fun show bronson will be back to host super gamecast 2 next week um until then, uh, I think we're still kind of running on low power for this week. Bronson's going to be back from from Vegas in a little bit. Uh, we're working on some stuff uh, on the outside. We're probably looking to maybe start kicking back up in terms of streams uh, next week. So be on the lookout for that. But if you want to keep up with us, uh, especially if you want to be like right on the cusp of what we're doing, go to our Discord. That's where we're hanging out, talking video games uh, and just yep. generally chilling out. Um, we have social media. We haven't been great about keeping up on that just because we haven't had uh, a whole lot going on. Uh, but, uh, that's a good way to keep track of us over there. Um, and yeah, that is about it. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we will see you next week.
have a good night have a good weekend see ya see ya thank you for listening to super gamecast 2 hey we stream every recording of these episodes live on twitch so if you want to join us you can find us at twitch.tv supergamecraft if you want to see the video version of this episode be sure to search super gamecraft on youtube to find our channel where we post the full stream every week we also stream video games on twitch i know weird a schedule can be found on our pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Finally, the best place to stay informed and in touch with us is on our Discord. To get there, head to our Twitch page and click the Discord link in our About section. Special thanks to that headband guy for his cover of Ken's theme from Street Fighter 2, and to Overclocked Remix for their collection of video game covers that we use for our streams, videos, and podcasts. That's all for us. We love you, thank you, and we'll catch you later.